Welcome to episode, what is it now, eight? Nine. Episode eight. Episode nine, that's right. Yes, sir. <laughs> Welcome to episode nine. It's good to be here. How are you? It is. It, it's it's great. I, I have, I just got back from the spa. Whoa. At the Be- at the Bel Air Hotel. Whoa. Uh, it was very nice. I did a little steam room, a little shower afterwards, get the sweat off me. Then uh, me and Mia... Got a little like couples situation. We got a bath and some like a rose sit situation. I don't know. Special and, uh, occasion? No, no. I think no. Just my day off and and she's killing it. So she so she, she went hard. Good for um, you guys. And uh, got a little champagne on the house, and then we got a massage, and I did the deep tissue situation because I was just like. I didn't know when I was gonna get back there, and I feel like I got hit by a goddamn bus, but in like a really good way. Do you drink a lot yeah. of water after? Uh, well, I am now, but I just cracked a beer because that's what we do here. Hey, cheers! I was gonna ask um, you. I'm just uh, finishing a little bit of my rum and Dr Pepper uh, from the pool <laughs> that I was just enjoying. So Midwest. Cheers. <coughs> Midwest. Cheers. It's my signature drink, man. Honestly, Dr Pepper's kind of slaps. Either it's so good or it's terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a great mixer. That's the only time I really drink soda. Um, I'm drinking Firestone. Walker, uh, Union Jack IPA. It's a West Coast IPA, and uh, it's 7.0 ABV Classic IPA. Wow. And it was just kind of in the fridge, and it's been there for a while, so I thought I'd drink it. But also, I got one one of my own on deck, the uh, Bone Zone. Um, ah, the Bone uh, Zone. That that was uh, formerly not bad. Formerly not bad. <laughs> yeah, I needed to give myself a little credit because it was I give it's three and a half star beer. And That's I can great. say that because I, it's not my recipe. I, I was handed all the ingredients. All I had to do was not fuck up. So, it was nice. Very nice. And you got the massage. We're living in luxury here. I was gonna. Man. I was actually telling my coworker the other day. I don't know how this came up, but uh, I brought up massages and how like everyone should get them. I think I, I just needed one. I need one actually. I guess you could say yeah, present tense. I needed one too. And I, and my sister and my mom used to go and you know do the whole petty mani petty uh, massage thing and. And he was like, yeah, like they do that too. And I always turn them down. I'm like, dude, just do it. It's, it's incredible. Like you'll come out of there yeah. feeling like you just came out of the womb again. You know, dude, I need, I'm very pro Manny Petty. I'm very pro that. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be a regular man thing, but, uh, def- no reason to turn it down. It feels great. Yeah, it feels great. And, uh, and also it just looks nice. Like I've been, I paint my nails every so often if I'm feeling it with an outfit, you know? You just coat it. I think it's just, yeah. I just do like one shitty coat, you know, because I'm not, I'm not here to like look great. I just kind of like some color sometimes. Yeah, it's good. But to also, clean I, up. I often do black. So, yeah, hell yeah. Um, it's kind of, kind of. I just figured this out. It, it might be a little bit of a bitch, um, to sync this audio up on GarageBand, but hey, I'll figure it out. Why? Just because it's like I started recording before you started recording. You know what I mean, and then I think you just have to find the starting points, and then you'll once you figure that out, you'll overlay them, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, maybe next time we can count down. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Anyway, um, 
You know what tomorrow is, by the way? Tomorrow is August 1st. Jerry Garcia's birthday. Oh, cool. It starts starts the days between to August 9th uh, when he died. Wow, already. Man, I remember mm-hmm. last year when that came up, I just wasn't conscious of the, the dates or anything, but um, that'll be kind of I fun. Know. We can do a special episode for that. Yeah, I mean, this one's probably going to come out tomorrow. True. Because uh, it's it's uh, July 31st right now, and I don't have work till 9, so I'll probably edit. Um, or, you know, it'll come out the next day whenever the fuck I do it. So Is there any, like, festivities planned for the days between, like, what is it, a week um, usually? And I'm sure there's going to be streams. I'm sure someone's going to do something. Yeah. Uh, I actually haven't really looked into that. Nearby, but, obviously. Um, but Lollapalooza is going on right now, and I don't know uh, what band is playing tomorrow there because they might do a little tribute something, you know, that they're yeah. kind of, like, related to the scene. I haven't really looked at the lineup yet. But. That would be cool. Yeah. Speaking I'll keep of, my ear out. Speaking of that, I forgot to bring this up last uh, episode. But I don't know if you saw the Peach Fest lineup. Um, With, like, the Allman Brothers uh, related? Yeah, I mean, Warren Haynes was there. Uh, O'Teal and Friends. I don't know if they had... Yeah, I think that's about it for the Allman Bros. Well, Allman Betts band. I don't know who that is, but... Dickie Betts? Oh. Oh. He's, like, like one of the uh, OG guitarists. One of the original guitarists, maybe? I don't know. Man, they have so many guitarists. I gotta admit, I I get lost sometimes. They're kind of... um, They're more of a... um, a family now, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So they got, well, yeah, so that group, they got Dark Star Orchestra, String Cheese Incident, who I haven't really dove into yet, but it's probably worth doing. Uh, Joe Russo's Almost Dead. Humphreys McGee, who's always good. This is one I wa- actually wanted to check out before we talked, but Mo, have you ever heard of them? I have, yeah. I, I've jammed with, not with, but I've jammed to them. Cool. Because one of my friends, uh, or new, new friends who I met, um, <laughs> Who I might be going to ja- to New Orleans Jazz Fest with is a huge oh, wow. Mo fan, Mo fan, excuse me, and uh, told me to check them out. So I'll do that. No, they're really good. They got some jams going. Um, I'm not. I don't know specific because it was kind of just like an in passing. I'll check them out. Yeah, kind of thing. Mo Goose hooked my ear more than Mo, but I think it's kind of the same vibe. That sounds you know, right. Maybe maybe a little bit more of a Panic of the Disco y, but sure. You know, Pigeons playing ping pong as well. Who awesome, so good. They are oh really my God, good. They're so funky. Yeah, uh, that's the only ones I recognize on here. But a cool lineup. I mean, kind of just, just kind of snuck under the radar. That was early July, uh, but there's I'm sure there's some other festivals and you know lineups coming with some similar artists. I bought tickets yesterday for uh, Lost Dog Street Band. Cool. And they're they're coming through um, a small venue in in uh, L. A. Uh, they're kind of you know like I would say hobo bluegrass folk music. I've talked about them before. I think they might be my favorite current string band right now. Um, Where's that at? Where are they playing? Yeah, the Don Quixote in L.A. I don't know. What I don't know name. exactly where that. I know, right? I think I've I've their pictures on Google like are all weddings, so I think it's just kind of a venue. <laughs> but um, be cool it's gonna be awesome. Uh, yeah, it would be. It, that would be so sick if it was themed from the book, <laughs> <laughs> just like tastefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going with some friends, and that's going to be great. And then we bought tickets to see um, 100 Gex in November. So heard of them. that's gonna th- that you've I've played them before. They're kind of I don't know even how to describe them. Honestly, they're just so much fun. They they uh, kind of like new pop alt indie electronic 
noise stuff. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm looking they're them just, up right now. They, they they're look so fun. much fun. They're so much fun. And they, they got some really catchy shit and some really hardcore shit. Dude. And they're just they're just kooky and fun. They're awesome. That sounds yeah, that looks to be the case. Their their songs mm-hmm. look like ringtone, money machine, stupid horse. What's with the trend mm-hmm. though of people just like not capitalizing their song titles anymore? I know. Or all of them are caps. Yeah, exactly. You know? I don't know. They're trying to stand out. On yeah. Album it's like uh the what's her name? Um who just came out with a hot album. Billie Eilish, because I loved it. No, but she's the other girl. I loved her album. She does that too. She might have actually like kind of started that. Um, uh, Ty- I think like Tyler the Creator kind of like, yeah, you know, because he, he tweeted in caps for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, it's just but, like uh, stand out, be different, whatever. Evan Berryman saw Tyler yesterday at Lala, and he said it was incredible. Good for him. Yeah, I knew he wanted um, to go just to see Tyler. Yeah, I mean he's an incredible show. But speaking of Billie Eilish. You should check out her new album. I mean, it's I'm a Billie Eilish fan, but yeah. it's it's because uh, she's just very talented. But also, I tend to not re-listen to albums in that genre of hers. I guess it would be pop, um, or like R&B pop, just because the re-listen value isn't very high for me. But she's one of the few that have made songs leak into my um, re-listen pool all the time. And like a few ones, Haley's Comet and Happier Than Ever. So good. I've been listening to them on repeat. They're, my Spotify is gonna think I'm like in love with it or something. <laughs> Just from the new album, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna be interesting to see our uh, year in review or whatever, because I think it'll be a little bit more diverse than last year. Mm-hmm. I do. I have been listening to a lot less Grateful Dead on Spotify. I've been doing a lot more re-listen, so it's definitely gonna be different. It's gonna be interesting. You just go on the on your laptop, right? On my phone too, honestly. Yeah, the re-listen is is the move for me because you can just go mm-hmm. through dates. It's really easy. Um, but sometimes the, I mean, we'll get into it, especially for this this week's songs. Um, but sometimes the dicks picks are nice because they have the better sound quality and just yeah, the, the organization sure. of it. And Dead and Company and and there's offshoots too. I mean, Spotify is kind of the move in my opinion. I've definitely gotten used to it. I I missed Apple Music a lot when I was first transitioning. Um, Spotify actually has this like green room thing now where we can you can record. I don't know if you saw that. It's like you can rec- you can actually do like live conversations, but I think you can also record for podcasts. Oh, um, that's cool. So yeah, some something that might get big, you know, in yeah. the future. But I'm yeah, I, I love Spotify. It's way better. Uh yeah, and um what else happened? Oh, Slipknot's drummer died. Really? Joey Jordanson? Jordanson? When? Jordanson? Uh, three days ago, two days ago, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, but I listened to Slipknot like all day that day, and I was like, kind of angry all day. And I'm very, <laughs> uh, I did that once in college where I was I was listening to Rage Against the Machine all day, and then I got home to my dorm room and I'm like, why am I like angry? Like, why do I want to go like get into a fight and lose? You know? <laughs> and I was like, probably because I'm listening to just angry music. And so I'm I'm very moldable and that kind of like bleeds into a question that I had to ask you but yeah. we can still talk we can talk about music still. But yeah, Slipknot honestly awesome. Love their stage presence. There's a video of the lead singer who is on YouTube and he did a meeting with like this famous celebrity um psychiatrist or therapist and it's so good. Like not that that YouTube channel is really good cuz that guy's just awesome talks with like joey badass and stuff as well but his he i mean like everyone from that band is kind of troubled in some way or the, one form or the other but he's got some like serious 
crazy past issues and stuff and it kind of shows in their mask wearing on stage but they have the craziest stage presence ever like they'll piss all over their drums and stuff and like you know it's, it's just crazy it's nuts just a free for all yeah they catch on fire and just don't care it's why were they still touring like recently or kind of shut down you know i think they i think they tour yeah i think they Man, I think that's they sad i don't know um, but the the lead singer seems like seems like a decent guy, so I don't maybe he's not. I don't know. I've, yeah, that's really that's funny it. though that you brought up the uh, <laughs> the the music influence and your, like your mood and stuff. Because um, I was thinking about that the other day, how like movies I watch and especially books I read, I like mm-hmm. I like embody them. I mean, the, the easy example is like when you watch James Bond or like Born, you you feel like a sup- a secret agent for like a couple days, and oh yeah, you just kind of well, you could be, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you just yeah. kind of, like, approach, you, you view things differently. Or, like, you know, books I'm reading right now, like, I've talked a little bit about some of the philosophy-type stuff I'm reading, and then um, I actually started another Hemingway book called A Movable Feast. Have you ever read it? Yeah, love it. Yeah, that's so good. that's obviously I, about his time I with loved Paris. it, I should say. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking, like, really remember it because I read it in high school, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite quotes is uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. He's like, you don't have to remember – what you ate for breakfast a month ago to know it became part of you, you know? So stuff, stuff that you read, it doesn't, you, know, you don't have to recall facts. It just has to be a, something that sticks with you. So yeah, that, that's a great book. I can already tell it's going to be a, a masterpiece. Um, but that, that it's about his experience in Paris in the twenties. Yeah. And I can already kind of feel like based on the other stuff I'm reading too, like I'm trying to recreate that in my life and here in Chicago, you know, and that kind of atmosphere and the, the, the social setting. So my point is I'm very influenced by things I consume. Um, so, oh, I definitely am. So I Especially could, when I write, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, when you write, so when you're mm-hmm. actually outputting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think because, you know, like I watched Big Sur, the movie about Jack Kerouac and his book. And it's like a frantic, I might have even talked about this last time, but it's like a frantic outpouring of his, of his thoughts. Is it? And I, I just kind of tended uh, after like a day or three after that, I was just writing like that. just like word vomit, but a little frantic and uh, still precise, though. And I would like I would just try my best not to stop. Yeah. And then I would go back and like kind of edit afterwards. I think that's that's create, like the yeah. way to do it, though. A lot of the uh, old guys I'm reading about, like Herschel, who was one of the. Um, like first phenomenologist uh, philosophers in Germany. He was a, I think he was German. Same with like Heidegger, those guys, as they got older, I mean, they just kind of like got lost in their minds and just were writing like maniacally, you know, and they would, Heidegger was like confined to this little, uh, like forest cabin where he would just kind of hold, hold up and not see anybody and then just write and, you know, live in the, the, yeah. the wilderness essentially um not like f- full-on waldo style but you know something similar so yeah i i can see that um for writing especially you know kind of get just it just makes you kind of free form write a little bit more and just is it prose or prose do you know when you it's prose yeah like i like that kind of style because it's just kind of like word vomit i think you you can get a lot of cool stuff from it yeah and i think you know you can as long as you're you're vomiting up something worth reading, then you can 
create it, you can scoop up the vomit and put it into a picture to make it a lot better at later. But I think that initial output is something that, you know, that's where you get a good book or where you get a shitty tweet. Yeah, you got to, yeah, a shitty tweet. You got to, you can't filter the creativity too much. You just kind of, kind of let it, you know, do its thing. Mm-hmm. So very cool. What was the question you wanted to ask me? Um, well, relating to just being influenced, I mean, like, is there anything better than the Grateful Dead music? Because it's just like it promotes such a good day. You know what I mean? Like, depending on what song you listen to, of course, but because uh, they have some ones that'll kind of like rip your heart out and make you make you like think about mortality and stuff, which I have struggled with in the past week just from just things happening in life. Mm-hmm. But is like you, you know, most of the time they promote smiles and happiness and. And it's just professional music. And, you know, I kind of like talk about that a lot where it's like the sound that a band makes, you can tell if they're professionals or not, or if they're just figuring it out, you know, like, and also their stage presence in modern music, you can tell like, how's the audio engineering? How are they, how are they holding themselves on the stage? So like all that comes in together and all that culminates to like, to them promoting just a good feel, a good, and everyone at the show more or less, unless they're kind of like messed up on something is putting out really really good vibes they're just 100 you know. percent, yeah and they even are like very obvious with it and with their lyrics too sometimes um with like you know love <clears throat> and just positivity and that whole thing it's like straight up hippies you know um yeah. but it also is kind of timeless so that's what i really appreciate about it i would say i would definitely agree that it's like the best it's like the best most complete positive um kind of music but what's interesting and i actually noticed this today before we were golfing i was playing uh, a china cat one of my favorites from uh dick's picks 12 june 26th mm. 1974 providence civic center in providence rhode island and 74 yeah and it's um it's basically like a really cool intro jam to, to before they even get into the, the actual china cat riff and anyway i was playing it just to kind of get my morning started i was making coffee and my roommate's like, yo, like put on some rap or like something like that. Like, I just don't know if it's true for everybody as far as what they get out of the music. Like I, the way I see it and my lens for it, I hear it and it's just exactly what I need pretty much every mm-hmm. time. But some people, it's a prescription. Yeah. And some people, I just feel like hear noise and, I, and it's like kind of sad. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it, and I've had to be careful when I'm talking to friends who don't like it or get it, understand it because I, I don't want to like make them think that I think I'm better than them in, or anything. And it does come off like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I secretly do, but sometimes I don't tell them, you know, <laughs> uh, but it, but it's like, it's the act of listening where it's like, are you just listening to it to how it makes you physically feel? Or are you listening to it to get the full scoop of the emotions and what the band's trying to do and what the band's doing and like the individual you know, because you can listen to it in either way, and I think either way is fine. Did you say active uh, listening? I, yeah, active listening. That's something that Deadheads definitely know how to do. Or, um, so that I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I don't know. I just don't think it, it comes across for everybody, or at least you have to have like a certain switch flipped before you can really receive it in the in the the correct way, or at least to get the most out of it. Um, but I think once you do, then yeah, it's like the best music for. To, for like the situation that I was in where you want to start your day off to, you know, good start, good vibes. Um, but then you have the active listening element where, yeah, they're very professional and they are, I mean, I'm, I don't want to call them geniuses, but like, why not? You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's the whole package. They, they were uh, like a kind of a once in a lifetime band that came together. And 
So we're giving them Speaking the attention of the whole they deserve. Package, yeah. Speaking of the whole package, uh, this goddamn dead song of the day week. What about it? Um, it's a whole pa- it's the whole package, and and, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about it if you st- if you stick around. Teaser listener. alert, viewer. Teaser. Yep. Te- ooh, a couple teasers there. <laughs> uh, let's see what else have I left. Yeah, and if you uh, follow me on Instagram, you, you know what the song's gonna be because I was oh, I was true. learning it. I don't know how many listeners we have here who are close friends, but I like learning the songs, and this this one was a treat for uh, for this week just because it's a pretty you yeah you killed it's it a pretty intense song well yeah it's a pretty intense uh package and it kind of takes you along a roller coaster so it's fun to kind of dive into it and, and see it from the inside i always like that about these uh, uh about these weeks anyway yeah that, ha- that has to be really cool to like have that layer of being able to learn the song that you're actively listening just for to. one instrument cool. but yeah you know I feel like I still yeah, think, yeah. think you're a better active listener than me because you can take in the whole band a little bit better, but I can tune into the to what Jerry's doing. Sure, sure, and and I think that's just because like if I played an instrument like you did, I probably would listen to them more. I mean, I am I am bass drum centric. That's kind of how I dance and how I groove. Mm. And then and I think that's a good way to start if you're listening to a band and want to get into what everybody is doing. Yep. Start with the backbone and then see like okay, like Bob for instance. I have. Um, and I guess I'll talk about that later. Yeah, but, we can. Uh, we can get ahead of. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But Bob plays often with the snare drum in the drums. Like he's, if you in any mix, you can actually hear what he's doing because mm. I know sometimes they mix him low. Um, he plays with the snare a lot, or just like with the kits. Uh, and I guess that's what a rhythm guitar should be doing. Totally, but, you it's know. you have to add a little bit of percussion for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got there? Is yeah. that a book? Yeah, this is my notes. Ah. I know, and my face is like, for those who, for everyone, you can't see us, but my face is like covered by my microphone just because I want to sound uh, up close and personal with it. Yeah, mine's kind of going to the side, but hopefully it picks up all right. But yeah, also audio, hopefully it sounds a little better. I built myself a little makeshift booth, and I got some egg carton styrofoam things taped to the inside of a t- duct taped together. Uh, one two three four foam boards i bought from staples put that put that girl on my desk and i threw a blanket back behind me i think it's i think it's kind of working I don't yeah know. it sounds good to me um we're gonna it's gonna be funny if we contrast episode one i think it'll be a vast improvement oh for sure also maybe we could dive into some audiobooks you and me tag team i would love to read an audiobook um i'm starting speaking of books and i was gonna say this when you were talking about the book you were reading i'm gonna i'm gonna tackle ulysses oh dude i was just re- I think, well i think i'm gonna do hemingway it. and uh and james joyce were obviously friends so it's on my list too but give it a tester for me i'm just i, I would like to finish it by next bloom blooms day what so i could dress up blooms day is like where it's i think july 16th it's where people uh no june 16th where people dress up like characters of the book and like do readings and shit and they have like a big blooms day um festival in Dublin. Okay. Ooh. Ireland. So yeah, I think Ireland, giving yourself yeah. a year for that one is probably pretty appropriate, especially with other things going on. Um, and I think I'm gonna follow a audiobook just to kind of digest it maybe a little bit. And I, I think. Know. Well, that's funny actually because um, one of the forewords for a movable feast they talk about Ulysses and how it's it's best to listen to it or to like read it out loud because of the way he 
structures his sentences and the yeah. cadence and a lot of people don't get it and i'm sure it's kind of a i'm sure it's kind of a um you know i've heard it's hard to read and it doesn't take away from the the masterpiece aspect of it yeah. but uh yeah let me i'm interested to see what you think about that because uh i've heard it's no walk in the park it's a lot of work me too i think i i've heard that each chapter he writ he wrote in a different style and it's like a style as that like moves through the centuries of writing in a way mm. to where like, and I could be totally wrong, but I, I think I just read like a little bit about it. And I think it was like one chapter he wrote in like na- native current tongue. And then the next chapter chapter he would write in like old English Shakespearean ways or something, you know, and he kind of like moved through the years. Very cool. That's super cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm um, not even nervous because I know it's just a book that it will take. I just can read yeah. it. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> so we'll see. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any Anything else that you listened to this week that kind of stood out? I've been listening to a lot of Dire Straits, and I, and I have not heard a bad song yet, which is, you know, always a good sign for, for a band. Um, mm-hmm. Their first two albums are the ones I've – kind of gone into and yeah they're just great mark uh, Knopfler is is uber talented he kind of just carries the whole band and he's got a great voice too um you know not even to mention the guitar playing but that's a really really just complete professional band so check them out sometime if you i mean i know you have but um you know give them a shot i need to do definitely i need to give them a better shot for sure yeah i mean that's really it um other than that this was a really demanding week for the dead song dead deep dive so uh you know some like bobby uh logic released a new album so i just listened to that a little bit today oh really um the one actually that's worth mentioning is squint by julian lage he's coming to chicago in a month or so so i bought tickets to go see him in Evan evanston um just to promote his new album nice. I, think, I don't know if he's gonna play the whole new album or what if he's gonna sprinkle in some old stuff but he's just a prodigy guitarist it's gonna be him and his trio um i don't even Ooh. i wouldn't even consider him like jazz he's kind of genreless um but check out him julian lay's trio if i'm pronouncing that right he's just a an absolute world-class musician improviser and uh yeah it'll be it'll be cool it's like kind of an intimate setting so I'm excited Love for that. Those. But yeah, other than that, it's just been it's just been dead on dead. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, for me, it pretty much has too. I, and it's been really like sparse, just because I'm at work and I'll listen to it. But I can only do it through one ear. And when I have like recordings where need two ears, because maybe the drums are more on the left, I I have to not do that because I can't be all tuned in because someone can want me yeah. right there and it kind of looks tough. bad if I'm like double double phone in it but i've made it work yeah you get definitely I've with a demanding schedule to to give it all the hours that it needs to really find it's i mean the biggest part of it is finding versions right <laughs> it's just listening to throughout yeah. the years no it is in like also remembering ones that you've heard in the past that you want to re-listen and, and and tell you about you know i don't know if you have that but i'm like i know i've heard one that's really good. Yeah. Um, I Have you started recognizing shows as you're going through? Like, oh, yeah, I've, I've listened to this, you know, St. Stephen before. Yeah, because there's years that I go to. There's, you know, 79, 89, 77, 89, 91 I go to a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, 
It's cool. Yeah, and and it's cool. It is really cool. And like I I still I'm still not 100% on who's my favorite pianist. Mm. I still don't know cuz sometimes Brent's vocals kind of make me mad. And then just cuz I don't think I don't really like his voice that much sometimes, but also sometimes it fits really well, but I think 60/40, it's 60/40 there. See, and I think he's a hell he's a hell of a pianist. 60/40 Keith Brent. No, 60/40 I don't like Brent's voice. So you're <laughs> so you're 60/40 leaning towards Keith. But No, I'm I'm I, I'm just talking about Brent. Oh, okay. Keith, I think but I think Keith annoys me sometimes with some of some of his like carnivaly organ stuff that he does. Uh, that I've picked up a really? lot. Really? I don't I never hear it from yeah. him. I always hear Brent just going with the corny carnival. Uh it might be uh, organ cuz cuz I thought Keith only played grand piano or at least mostly. Oh yeah, it might it might be, it might be who I'm Which is why about I don't too. listen okay. to 80s and 90s as much as some people just because it's like a different band to me sometimes um i get that yeah i just you know i just don't know like who to trust (laughs) i don't know who to give you know (laughs) i don't know who to give my ear to i mean it's all good i just i just wish i had like one pick and like pig pin he wasn't you know he had some good blue stuff but i don't think he was the best pianist Mm, definitely not um, but yeah, the voice is another element too. So it's it's a it's hard to pick and choose. I think it really depends on when you're listening to and what song. Like I will take a Dear Mr. Fantasy from Brent any day. You know. Oh yeah, he lives on. That's what his song is. Yeah. It's keep keep him away. Keep him away from stuff where where Bob's singing or when Jerry's singing really nice. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear like him in the back of of, uh, <laughs> of uh, standing on the moon or something he's like <laughs> like dude i don't even know if he was around you know like my dates and i don't even know but you know what i mean yeah no i get you kills me uh, you know kills where i stand me. as far as uh being a keith lover i just think he i think yeah. he really uh interplays well and kind of knows his place brand just like is a little bit much sometimes and the organ is too cheesy for a lot of the songs but you know that's subject mm-hmm. to change, so we'll see. Um, I'm a seven. Um, well, okay. Slut. I mean, yeah, Tom Constantine kind of eh, blows. I don't know. So um, is that a, is that it? I mean, were you talking about what you were listening to? Yeah, I'm good. I'm 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 good. I'm good on on what I'm listening to. I mean, Little Nas X, his 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 Little Nas X, his new song is great. I love it. Okay. Like I don't even yeah. I don't even can't even keep up with these releases. It's like oh. I didn't know he came out with a song. Oh, Taylor Swift has it's a new just, album. Oh, cool. Like, yeah, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. But it's just hard. It's just hard for me to to stay with. I, 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 you know, see a tweet. It's like, oh, Logic has a new album. Well, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't just see that tweet. It's, you know, like it's too oh, much yeah, going on sure. to keep up with. There's too much content. And speaking of content, are you fucking ready to to um to hold on and and uh, throw our sponsor out there? Yeah. I think we're ready for the ad read of the week. And so this is a new one. Uh, we're money sluts. And so uh, this goes out to anybody who listens. If if you give us money and you don't even have a product, you just want to plug yourself, fucking that's fine. You know? That'd be sweet. And this is exa- that's kind of exactly what happened this week. Um, you be the judge. All right. We'll be back. Ooh. 
What's up, Starstream fan? It's your boy CJ Star, aka the star of the stream, aka see those J's, aka CJ and an IA, and I'm coming to you live from the middle of Rodeo Drive. That's right. Today we're going to do something huge, something so special, you guys. You can't even you can't even believe what's gonna happen. I've got massive surprises for you guys littered throughout this video, guys. But before I get into that, that's right, this video is sponsored by Rolflex, the brand new branch line from the world-renowned watch company that I cannot mention because they're not sponsoring me. Head on over to Rolflex.net slash StarStreamFam and type in that promo code ICON, that's I-C-O-N, to get 3% off of your final order. And 50% 50 that, 50 of that gets sent directly to my bank account, so you're helping out the channel a lot, you guys. Thank you so much. All right, let's get into the video, guys. This section is brought to hey, you by... Hey, aren't you that... You're that guy with the glitter and the cameras and the, the fat... <laughs> Stacks, right? Always coming, running around, getting into crazy stuff with kids and running around and stuff. Hey, 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 man, you're kind of messing my, kind of messing up my take here. Can you just wait until I'm done and then I'll give you like an autograph or something? All right, is that that's that's pretty sick. That's pretty cool. Uh, keep on, uh, yeah, go on and uh, get it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. So, this section is brought to you by... Actually, wait, hold up. Starstream fam, before we get into our next sponsor, I'm going to have to ask you to drop a like, absolutely annihilate that subscribe button, and make sure you positively exterminate that bell icon, if you haven't already, just to make sure you get all the notifications every time Maddie Streams and I throw up a new heat. And yeah, I know Starstream fam, right about now, you'll be asking me, hey, wait, <laughs> CJ Star, now that you mention it, where is Maddie Streams? But there's absolutely no need to worry about a Starstream fam. He's not dead. He's not COVID or anything like that. To tell you the truth, he's Matthew, he's get on out of here, young man. Where are you going off to? That little rap scallion owes me 40 yen. Even if I see one, <laughs> toenail off your sorry ass. I'm going to get you, wrap you in blankets. I'll tell you right now. And I mean that shit. Okay, listen, listen, man. You're clearly wasted. You're, you're kind of ruining my takes. I mean, it's fine, I guess, if you want to, like, stick around and watch me film or whatever, but just don't come near me because you smell a little bit. And please don't ruin any more of my takes. I got to return this outfit before the stores all close. All right? Oh, me? No, no, no. I'm from Great Britain, and as it so happens, so there. My point has been made. Right, okay. Uh, <clears throat> okay, sorry about that, Starstream fam. There's a drunk guy here, and he won't leave me alone. Woo! Go Blue Jays! But, okay. But to tell you the truth, Starstream fam, Maddie Streams went a little hard last night and is pretty hungover today. But, I mean, he live-streamed the whole thing, so I'll put the link to our Patreon in the description so you guys can check that out. It's only 30 bucks a month and an extra 50 bucks for exclusive content, and it's all exclusive. But listen, Starstream fam, I, I recently... I, yeah, I, I think I just, okay, 50 bucks. <laughs> I can do that in my sleeping place. Easy. Ugh. Okay. Listen, Starstream fam. If you guys want Maddie Streams back next week, I'm going to drop the link to his GoFundMe in the description. Our goal is easy. We just want to make 10K by next week just to cover all of his receipts and tabs from last night. And that's so doable, Starstream fam, with your help. So smash that link and donate so we can have Maddie Streams back. All right? So now let's get to the video. Get on with it. Get going. Go. Uh, okay. Listen, I just want to apologize, Starstream fam. I think this guy's just going to follow me around. For this video today, all right. I I don't even have enough time to get him to get him to go away, so I'll probably just like, I'll probably just get some sympathy views and put him in my thumbnail. Toenail, where is that rat bastard? Okay, so 
Today, we're going to cruise around Rodeo on my brand new wet scream electric scooter and see how many backgrounds of small budget rap videos we can get into. I also want to make sure everyone knows that I fuck with Drake and I fuck with Travis Scott heavy. So I brought my brand new Jabron Lames 808 boosted backpack speaker on loud. And we're going to go play God's Plan and Goosebumps on repeat all night. Maybe hit a few yeet yaws and oh shit. <laughs> Guys. Maddie Streams isn't here. Starstream fam, who's gonna fan out my wad of fake 100s that I bought online for 20 bucks? Oh no, I can't play lit tunes, steer my brand new wet stream electric scooter, and flex on these thotties at the same time. Jesus, look at all that cheese. Oh my god, I just got the best idea ever. Starstream fam, I'm gonna give this drunk guy my money and have him fan it out and follow me around. It's gonna be lit. Hey, drunk guy, here's my money. Okay. All you have to do is fan it out and follow me around. Sound good? I mean, you're already following me around, so just just fan Listen, it out. Listen, you're a good kid. You're a stand-up guy. You know that. Jeez. I just, you know, you're so good to me. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's go, drunk guy. Let's go, Starstream fam. Wait. No, don't run away with my money. Wait. Look out. There's like 10 people ghost riding their Teslas in the street. Oh shit, you guys. That drunk guy just got ran over by the Teslas. And all my money is raining down all over the street. Oh my god. Are you guys seeing this? You getting this? There's people flocking into the street and vlogging right over his dead body. Holy shit! It's Jason Derulo! He was in one of those Teslas! No fucking way! He's so savage right now. Oh, he's doing the savage love dance right over his corpse. No flipping way. This is legendary. Check your history books future in the future, guys. This night will be in bold, right behind a long paragraph. You can mark that. Okay, that's it for this week. This video is getting a little out of hand. I just know I'm already going to get a million a week. So I'm going to go jump into all these TikToks and plug my new merch, which, by the way, the link of my brand new CJ and an i8 merch will be in the description. So, yeah, comment what's your favorite Marvel movie down below, and I'll see you next time. Free Maddie Streams! I'm out! All right. Um, I mean, you know, I wrote it and I hate it. You know, I hate that. I wrote it because I hate that guy. Hey, you know um, what? We got to do what we got to do to keep this show running. So yeah. we, well, we thank all our sponsors. Honestly, we didn't even know we were going to be on this week. And then <laughs> Starstream fam came through. <laughs> yeah, check them out if you really have nothing else to do. Oh, my God. I hate the culture of, like, Rodeo and, and Sunset Boulevard. It's so overblown and so cringy. Yeah, it's I mean, terrible. That was pretty like spot on. At least as oh. far as like satire goes. Yeah. Especially like the <laughs> annihilate that subscribe button. <laughs> Love that. Make sure you fucking hit it hard, dude. Even hit that every like every golf video I watch is like some pro who's like, you know, kind of on the edge of the internet revolution, so he still doesn't really know how to use it right. So he'll just be like Listen, guys. Like, if you appreciate this video and all these all these swing tips, um, you know, hit that like button, throw me a subscription. Like, it's the same thing. You know, it's it's across the board. They're all fucking. I mean, like vloggers and social media influencers or whatever. They're all like, 
talking to children. So they're like, okay, I'm offering a class on how to be lit like me and get millions. You know, I never went to school, but you can. So just here's the link. And then it's five bucks to subscribe. And then they'll save the credit card information in the app. And then all the cool videos of them doing shit actually are like six, 60 bucks. And so then the kid will just pay them like 70 bucks, you know, and it's, it's fucking robbery. They'll beg their, their parents to let them to get, borrow five bucks. The same thing Fortnite subscribe. is. Yeah. Like any, any parent who lets a kid, one, have an iPad <laughs> before they're, like, 13, and two, have their iPad with all their, like, credit card information. I'm sorry. Bad parenting. You, bad you're parenting. Doing bad, you're doing a bad job. Um, get better. Do better. Okay. <clears throat> you want to um, introduce this one? It's your week. The Go dead ahead. song of the week. Let's move past. Okay. This week's dead song of the week, drum roll, please, is... <laughs> Help on the way with a slipknot and a Franklin's Tower on the end. Woo! The trifecta. A sandwich. Yep. Uh, so, so Give us a good. Um, say what? Sorry. Give us a little background. Oh, yeah, a little background. Uh, released on Blues for Allah, September 1st, 1975. Um, the third album released on their own personal record label um probably my first or second favorite studio album behind or in front of working man's dead mm-hmm. i just think it's kind of the most complete as far as the jams go i mean you got help slip frank crazy uh music never stops crazy fingers uh, i think king solomon's marbles is on there which is a really cool like instrumental thing I think it's you know they it just it seems like they made the song so they can play it live rather than maybe before they were like we're just gonna embellish this you know, and no, helps totally. and helps of Frank is together it's it's help slip as one and then Frank right after, yeah um, those are definitely the high, that's the highlight of the the album I mean music never stops is you know it's so good it might be one of my favorite music never stops on that album, oh yeah no it's a great studio one I even like Sage and Spirit sometimes I listen to that I'm not gonna lie. Is that um, the is that the other instrumental that's on there? Yeah, it's the Bob Weir one yeah. that he wrote. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, it's a really good album. It's I wouldn't. I'm not even gonna say that it's like underappreciated because I think it's properly appreciated. But mm-hmm. and also, um, what a cool name and what a cool album cover. Totally. Love yeah, it. and then it gave us these these beauties. Help on the way, slip, Frank, um, which has become just an absolute staple in you know legendary shows. Yeah, uh, and it, it debuted on June seventh or June seventeenth, nineteen seventy five, at Winterland, uh, in San Francisco, and then from what I can tell, that debut version it was an instrumental help and slip, with vocals on Frank, but it could have been just the the specific recording that I chose on re-listen. I don't know. June uh, June seventeenth, right? Nineteen seventy five. Yeah. Did yeah, you happen to listen one. to that? Yeah. What was it? Was it an instrumental help slip for you too? Yeah, yeah, okay. no uh, lyrics for those, but there was some for Frank. I thought that was interesting because they, they I mean, they played it before they, the album released. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's cool. And uh, help on the way was played a total of 111 times through the band's tenure. Uh, Slipknot was played 115 times, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then Franklin, did you look into this? Do you want to take no. a guess how, how many times they played Franklin? Uh, well, give me the fir- the help on the way again. One hundred eleven. Slipknot was one hundred and fifteen. 
Oh man, I'm gonna say three hundred and fifteen. Two hundred and twenty-two. Okay. Which is interesting, okay. and also Franklin does it. It's a it's a it can be a stand on a standalone. It, it can move through a lot of things. I, I mean, it's perfect when it moves out of Slipknot. It's such yeah. a it's such a it's such a feel change. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's the great. best like tension release. It is of any song I can probably name. You That's know? a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Um, the funny thing though about the instrumental versions they played, so I think they actually played a Slipknot the year before in 1974, maybe towards the end, but they were definitely experimenting with at least these three songs, or at least help Slip. I, I think Frank was probably pretty established. I think though I read that uh, Blues for Allah, the main writings technique was for um robert hunter and and jerry to to put the lyrics to the song to the songs after the songs had been written like the musical elements Mm. so i think they kind of just like put lyrics together i mean not haphazardly obviously but um that that be that was the last element of the the process so it is it kind of makes sense that they performed it live first uh instrumentally although Man, yeah, how weird would it be sense. to be at that show where you're like, "What is this?" and you know, and then, then they release it yeah. a couple months later. That'd be super cool. And I love how they, I absolutely love how they name their instrumentals. It's it's kind of jazz like. I mean, I think Grateful Dead are as close as a jazz band as a rock band could get. You know. Yep. Uh, but you know, naming naming it naming a specific instrumental part rather than just doing it. Like they could have easily tacked Slipknot on to the end of Help Help on the Way, and the reason why it's like I mean I'm glad that it's like its own thing because it's probably my favorite instrumental of any band ever. I think I think it's the perfect transition. It's the perfect like let's slow down, let's create tension. You said that it's perfect. That that's a great way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, I'm trying to think. I mean, does does the Grateful Dead have it? any other instrumentals to speak of like legit yes because i think I of mean, dark star and bird song but like that's solomon's really... marbles yeah i think and i think i think that's the instrumental that i'm thinking of um but i think that the blues for allah has like a few different instrumentals on on that album sage and spirit definitely is i just yeah. i just know that they're not as popular so that's kind of no, why they're... yeah they're not um, but, I, but yeah, some, I, I mean i will say do you have a favorite of the three slipknot hands down interesting it's my least favorite but it's like i know how critical it is and how important it is to it's the glue you know um but if i it's it's, as a standalone like i'd take it or leave it interesting i mean yeah standalone yeah i can hear you standalone yeah i take it or uh, no i mean i think it's important that it comes after help on the way i don't think it's important that it comes before franklin Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think it's a good transition. I think it's peanut butter and jelly, you know, mm-hmm. at this point. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think helping, I think helping the way needs to get more love though. That's probably my favorite of the three. I just think it's a really unique song. It's um, kind of, what, what does it make you think of? Cause I have a pretty good answer for this. Like I, I, it, every time I hear it, it makes me think of one certain kind of like character. Oh man. For me, it's like a, I mean, I think there's a lot of imagery, even in the lyrics of like a winged, like angel savior but i also kind of think of like ambulances and stuff i i think of (laughs) i think of spies like like spy 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 versus spy or something or like james bond you know 
Oh, that's like something cool. like something sleuthy. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. For me, it's more like mytho- mythological and like ancient, and then like alarming. But that's cool. There's yeah. There could definitely be a uh, alarming, like a sleuthy element to it. It's just like the Jerry's tone is like. I'm like that's that's a James Bond intro right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in the solo, I I just love. Um, it's like very too. fleeting. It's it's kind of just like one spot. You know, it's it it has room to 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 jam a lot. It's just not like. Uh, it's not going to be a 45 minute, you know, help on the way jam. It's just kind of like here's your time to go, Jerry, and get yeah. it done, and then we'll come back, and then we'll go on and see what happens. Um, so that's why I, I like, like Slipknot that. so much. That's why I like Slipknot so much, just because it's like they, they they can they can make it a four minute Slipknot, or they can make it a thirteen minute Slipknot, yep. and they venture out like crazy. And when they come back, oh, like l- let's say they do like the, they leave help and they do the like they do that first, and then they float off for like thirteen minutes, yeah, and then they come back. And then do the end where they do they do it maybe a few more times and then they go into the bump 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 that yeah. fucking that process is just hard to handle sometimes. It you know, is as, cool. a, as a as a human being, it's tough to handle that emotionally. And I love how they give you like breadcrumbs like with those riffs because because sometimes I mean you get lost and that's pointing to Frank's uh, where it's like you know if you get confused listening to the music play. I think mm-hmm. you can even extrapolate that to Slipknot where it's like. Hey, where are we right now? Like, what what's happening in the song? And then they give you that little breadcrumb of uh, da 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 da. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're oh yeah, we're back here. We're kind of feeling our way through. Maybe we're we're maybe we're on the outro. Slipknot's an interesting one because it's one chord essentially. I think it's like an A minor, like Dorian bass. So it's just one chord that they're playing, in, but they're able to make it so free flowing and like just not static. Um, which is, yeah, a testament to, to them and then the, the way the song is structured. I just like f- helping the way because of the chords. It's a really interesting chord progression. But, yeah, Slip is is really cool with some of the ways they deconstruct it. I, yeah, I think it, it, as a band, I would, like, if I was playing in a band, I would love Help on the Way, I would love Franklin's, but it was, Slipknot was where I would shine, Because you, you can't play a wrong note, right? No, you can't. Yeah, it's like once we're in the free zone, you're like, okay, who's gonna, who's gonna take the chorus? Jerry's probably gonna be first, and then you know the keyboard maybe on the, and then maybe you, you get a little notes from the drums in the back being like, hey, let's rein it in, let's do our, let's do our thing, kind of, you know, it's like all talking to each other. It's awesome. It is. It's very uh, primordial, is the word I it, I oh. think of. It's just like <laughs> oh. it's like let's just blend into like soup together and see what we <laughs> what we can come out as, you know, put us in the oven a little bit and then. I don't know. It's it's just a very um, it's a very uh, collaborative song. I think that like kind of just it's like ego death in a song. You know, you kind of you just go to the base of the, your playing and try to talk to each other and then make your way out of the forest. You know, and yeah, then you yeah. find Franklin's Tower. It's like it's it's like when pe- it's like the videos of people like messing up a Rubik's cube and then trying to and then taking another Rubik's cube and trying to match the 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 pattern they messed up not saw you know have you ever seen anybody do that it's like Dude. expert level rubik's cube no that's kind of how i feel like sometimes they do a slipknot uh, it's like we're like okay let's get lost and then let's find it but then we're going to come out not how people expect you know what i mean yeah that's that's a that's kind of a stretch there but you know, that's exactly. how i feel sometimes do you have a favorite a favorite 
from the ones I listened to, and I'm not confident that it's my favorite because I think it's just it was a it was a big endeavor. In endeavor, I have yeah. a favorite. I have a favorite cover, and I have a favorite moment. It was with you. I think I know. What, I think I know what it is. But it was it was Wrigley, um, Wrigley six fifteen nineteen. When yeah. when I remember looking over at you and you're like, "What song are we in?" And <laughs> it, and then they did the but then it was awesome. It was great. Um, but I think the one that I picked out from the Grateful Dead was Swing Auditorium two twenty six seventy seven. Uh, absolutely amazing. Two twenty six. Two twenty six, February twenty sixth, nineteen seventy seven. They were on it with the harmonics. Uh, Jerry and Phil were playing really well together. Um, and then Bob and the drummers were syncing up expertly. I thought uh, so nice. And Brent filling the space. Um, with his, or no, that that would that would have been Keith. That would have been Keith. Uh, is that your favorite? Is that a favorite Slipknot or the whole tr- the whole set? I think it's my favorite um, Slipknot. Yeah, it's my favorite Slipknot. Okay. But also, it's the whole thing. I think the whole thing. The, the um, it, it was kind of just like, I mean, I had moments like I had a few favorite Franklins. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like yeah, you don't have to have a whole favorite set. I mean, I, I might have one that I would point to if I was like, hey, if you want to listen to all three in a row and be really impressed the whole way, here's mm-hmm. the show. But I do have favorites kind of intertwined between different shows that if we could combine into one one trio, then oh, be, that'd be interesting. You know, but um, but I, that's funny that you said 226.77 because I have a 226.76 on here that stood out. So I'll Ooh. check out I'll check out that one. Yeah, I think I found a bunch of like Dick's Picks Volume 17, Boston Garden 91. Uh really good The Franklin Shined. I think um it was an opener. It was a it was a it was a uh show opener, which I don't like. I don't know about you. I I I think a second set opener is where Help Slip Frank sits. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of these were first setters, like near even near openers if not the openers themselves. Which... I think it's too you're asking too much of the crowd at that point. <laughs> It's a little and too I know like, I'm being dark. real nitpicky here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the songs themselves kind of feel like dark, you know, kind of going along with your imagery um of just like how the song what it invokes for you. So yeah, it doesn't seem like a light time kind of song to play. So, um which is weird that they did it so much. You know what? I actually I think I think the 22677 is my best full suite, but I think the four twenty three seventy seven at Springfield Civic Center that I listened to uh, was my favorite Slipknot. It's, I think it was it was a slower, spacier, and more groovy. And I think that's kind of why I liked it a lot more. Okay, I do um, like a slow. I like him slow for sure, I, especially like helping the way slow. I listened to a nine twenty an, a nine to September second uh, eighty three from Boise, uh, and it they were kind of sloppy. It was really fast. I didn't like it that much. I, I couldn't help it. I'm like. Jerry had to be on some speed. Like, he was messing up his lyrics and just fiddling and overplaying like crazy. I, it was kind of like, I didn't get through it. <laughs> I didn't like no it. kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 sometimes they play it really fast, and it does seem like a little overwhelming, so I would believe it. Um, I like the grooving versions for sure. What what mm-hmm. I noticed, though, is, and especially different from Dead & Co., is how percussive and how, like, uh, gro- how not even grooving, like, it's like a chug a chug 
in the beginning of the help on a lot of their help on the ways before they start the, the F minor chord. Dun-na, dun-na, uh-huh. They'll do like a. Oh yeah. They kind of lead into it a little bit. Yeah. Which is cool. And not something I like that, that I noticed a lot with dead and Cause they just do it pretty yeah, Normally up. Bob just counts them down. Like you can kind of hear his strings a little bit. Yeah. They really get when, into it and like kind of feel it as a band. I think what Dead and Coat does well, though, is they let the space really breathe between uh, the help on the way um, strums. Like I, mm. it, maybe it's because they do things slower. And as I'm listening to Grateful Dead and Dead, Dead, and, uh, Dead and Company, I am slowly being on the side of Dead and Coat slow things down. I yeah. think I'm, I think I think I understand. I do too. And sometimes it's infuriating, and sometimes I think it helps. But irregardless. I think that they let the air breathe, and I think that's really important for some a uh, song like that. I really like that where they let the kind of crowd sink into it, you know, especially in those first few chords. Mm-hmm. And they know how to kind of. I think that, you know, John obviously knows how to act in a crowd, and I think everyone on stage, and Dead and Company, and everyone did in Grateful Dead, sure, but I think that everybody on Dead and Company, especially they just have better sound and quality engineering, and on our uh, on our um record recordings that we were listening to oh yeah but i think they're all like seasoned ass musicians and they know how to play a crowd so well yeah they definitely have a a presence they kind of know what they're doing at this point um it was a little bit more raw back then for sure Mm -hmm. even though they were clearly professionals it was just a little bit different um well actually that was that kind of brings me into this one so uh where is it so 429.77 and literally all of mine on my list, I have a list of like eight here, are all 75, 76, 77. I think I listened to a couple from 91, 89, like that's that stretch that were fine. But again, the keys just take me out of it, especially for this song. Like I do not need it to be that present. Um, Key-centric, interesting. I mean, 70, so Brent died in 80. Um yeah. And so Keith, yeah, I mean, you're right. I think one of the, yeah, I agree. It, I don't think it should be key centric. I think they need to be kind of with Bob there. Yeah. But 429.77, this one particularly stood out to me because it was a fine performance. The crowd, though, you could really hear the audio of the crowd, and it, was, it wasn't it was um, intruding. I mean, it was, it was actually, like, welcomed. But you could just feel the crowd, like, smiling. Like, I think you can – almost make out individual people in the crowd with your ears and, and kind of picture them and their moment <laughs> being there and their contribution to the audio. Um, it was just a really great energy and it, like, it felt like it would have been special to be there on that particular one. I'm sure that was true for most of the shows, but that's awesome. it really was captured by the audio. So I think I'll you'll check s- that out. Yeah. That's, um, that's what I'm looking forward to the most, um, on our first show back. Yeah. Um, like when's our first show back is in Wrigley, right? Chicago. Yeah, September seventeenth. Did you buy those tickets, by the way? No, I'll okay, do that tonight if you want to. After this. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, and that's I cannot wait just for the just for the I think I've always wanted to bring um roses and pass them out. It'd be awesome. I think I I think I want to do that, and also I owe someone a miracle. I know I do. It's just I don't know if it's I don't know. If, I don't know if this year's the year. I'm I'm, I'm not very liquid. Yeah, monetarily <laughs> has know? to be has to make sense. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like the Catholic Church yeah. asking for ten percent. 
I know, but my um, karma though, you know, my karma is, 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 it's, it's on a time, it's on a time, it's on a hey, time frame. That's true. We don't know how long they're going to be touring. So you gotta, you gotta do it while you can. Yeah, and if they stop touring before I can do it, I feel like it's just, I'm cursed forever. Yeah. We'll make it happen. We got, we got plenty of shows too. But uh, man, I'm I, what you said. I'm so looking forward to it. Just that when I couldn't, when it's just every you can tell everyone around you is smiling. Everyone's happy. Yep, everyone's everyone like, shuts up. And you know, I I hate when people talk during the slow songs. I'm not gonna lie, I hate it. Yeah, you're there for the music, and you're there for the friends too. But like, you know, yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be uh, balanced. So that's one to check out. I'm not gonna go through all them here because a lot of these were just for me for reference. Yeah, um, same. But man, the stretch like after Cornell, I know five nine seventy seven is a is a pretty touted one, um, which you know everyone knows spring, summer at this point um, of seventy seven was a pretty electric stretch, so that was a good stretch for this trio. Um, let's see, there's a couple dicks picks. Oh, this is so I asked you earlier if you're starting to recognize any shows like that you come back mm-hmm. to. This one, I've I've come across a couple times now. I think. After St. Stephen, when I found it, this was a great St. Stephen, uh, October 9th, 1976, Dick's Picks 33, fantastic St. Stephen, it's also a really good help slip Frank on here, um, and it's just like kind of a perfect show, so it's it's one that okay. I'm going to- 33, you said? Dick's Picks 33, yep. And, oh- the other one. So I forgot to ask. I forgot to tell you about my best slip ever because I really wanted to focus on slip separately because um, I think it deserves it. As yeah. far as you know, what's my favorite or like what's ones that stand out? Six fourteen nineteen seventy six. It's the best slip I've ever heard. Like hands down, bar none. I think if you listen to it uh, actively, you will agree. But um, just let me know next ch- next chance you get. Okay. They 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 deconstruct and they. I'll I'll listen to it after we get off. That's that's awesome. Yeah, they they do they deconstruct. They go into a really cool jam. Um, it's just got kind of everything you, everything you want. So did you? So like, do you have? Okay, so do you rate like the whole experience, the whole help slip Frank sandwich better if it's a like which which part of the the sandwich? Um, increases the score higher for you like if it's a better frank if it's a better slip if it's better help oh man that's a really good question i haven't really even considered that but i think intuitively or unconsciously because because you start out with a help i think i need it to be a good help to start it off and and then you know slipknot slipknot i think can kind of falter a little bit because that's the nature of the song at least for me you know you can you can experiment if they give you a if they give you a two-minute slipknot i'm like i kind of feel cheated a little bit. True. The length of Slipknot you is know. definitely more important than – I shouldn't say it's more important than the playing, but, man, I just feel like the two juggernauts for me are still uh, a help, and then a, a, it's got to end with a strong Franklin's, although I like a short Franklin's. So the best me for me would be uh, a medium-sized help, uh, a, a medium to long Slipknot, and then a short Franklin, but it needs to be I all agree. played well. Okay, so give me an, give me an out of 10 on each of each of the songs separately. And then give me an out of ten on the whole thing. Uh, wait, what's a ten? Like my favorite dead song. So, or like just. I would say no, cause no, cause that's impossible. That freaks me out. Even talking about that, I don't even know how to say that. Okay. So like a ten is just like your favorite. Like yeah, I mean like one of your favorites. It's All like right. one of your favorites. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't need to complicate things. So, 
help would be honestly helps like a nine for me. I like really love it. Um, mm-hmm. Eight or nine for the help. Slipknot's like a six. Um, Franklin's is an eight. Nine, six, eight. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. that's probably right. Slipknot could could venture up to like a seven, but that's I think it's pretty pretty appropriately placed. What about you? Mine's uh, helps an eight. Helps an eight. Slipknot's a nine. Franklin's a seven. Eight, seven, eight, nine, seven. Eight, nine, seven. And I only do that because I think Franklin can get a little repetitive, but I think it has some of the best lyrics out of the three. I mean, it's just like, you know, right? They, in other times, Forgotten Space, it's, it, it, it's like sitting down. It's Again, they're just, Robert Hunter's sitting you down. And, uh, oh, I think uh, Bill wrote some of this song, too. That's cool. He, really? he got songwriting credits. That's fun. Oh. Yeah, Jerry and Robert. They, I mean, like, they're sitting you down and telling you the story. It's yeah. so cool. And I think there's a there's an element to uh, Ben Franklin casting bells back in the day. I don't know who was the history buff. Oh, but uh, I never even why did I not link that? That's hilarious. Yeah, and and uh, Liberty the Liberty Bell. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was specifically Liberty Bell, but he had like apparently a new way of casting bells that involved. Here you go, literally rolling away the dew during the casting process. So that, I think that's where that comes from. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So, but then, you know, there's a lot that's of other awesome. stuff that Hunter included with the, you know, your eyes look to your mother's face. Like, you're not really sure what, what all that is. You know, everyone has their own interpretation. But, yeah, the, the lyrics for Frank are really special. It just it does get a little bit repetitive just because it's three chords. It does. I mean, and they, they again, just like deal, roll away the do, they repeat it. Um, and yeah. if it's like – if it's approaching a 10-minute Frank, I'm like, okay, time to end the song, guys. But right. I love it still, you know? It's not like one of those, like, playing in the band or eyes where I could, you know, sit or Dark Star where I could sit around for a half an hour to, to listen and to just it. To it's listen, like, yeah. you know, we got to just be efficient with our time here. I really like – sorry, go ahead. No, you got it. The Dead & Co. No, you go. I, li- <laughs> I like how Dead & Co. ends kind of bluesy. I feel like sometimes they kind of, exp- you know, do a really exciting – uh, you know how like during Althea when they on like the third solo they go really loud and really hard and fast and like crescendo mm-hmm. a little bit yeah sometimes I think the dead the Grateful Dead would do that with, with Franklin's um, whereas Dead and Co they'll do their solos and whatever and they'll get loud but they end it with like a bluesy kind of breakdown you notice that kind of yeah kind of yeah. do they go back into the to the help bum 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 I've heard that sometimes Maybe. where they go back into the and, and then they just kind of end it that way because that's a natural yeah. chord to end on. I think. Yeah. No, that sounds right. Um, yeah. No, I think we 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 know our splits for sure. It's just what you know. What are you gonna whatever you're gonna get? It's gonna be fine. I mean, Franklin. I think the best part about it is, and the reason why I gave it a seven is because um, the lyrics I think are the best part. Where help and slip, I think they're they're the best part about it is the instrumental mm. part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean. They have Franklin has tattoos written in there. You know, I'm sure so many deadheads have. If you play an ice, you're gonna harvest wind tattooed on their body. Or like, if you get compu- confused, listen to the music play. Yeah. Uh, you know that th- those are tattoos waiting for to happen. The other thing with help that I'm just thinking of is there is a lot of disparity, especially with that song, as far as a good one is a nine, but like a bad one, which I've heard 
um, yeah. is like a four or five, you know. So I am kind of going with the best case scenario. I've heard when I went to Dark Star Orchestra, they played a pretty lackluster help slip, um, but an incredible Franklin's. So really, at least the, in my opinion, yeah. So that's kind of maybe also where I'm coming from because um, I have a different experience from hearing like. You know, not just hearing Dead Co. ones. Whereas, when you know, in Wrigley, like you said, that was the best I've ever heard, probably. It was just the complete trio, um, perfect help slip, and a really good Frank, you know? Yeah, I, man, I, I haven't talked about the, uh, the the cover band that I went to. Oh, I yeah. Think, a little, but, I mean, I, I think they played a help slip, Frank. But it's so far away now, and I don't really remember. I mean, I they played a killer uh, new Speedway, Ooh, which yeah. was which was great. I love that song, um, but I but I think they did, and I and and I could just be talking about talking out my ass. But if they did, and I'm for some reason I want to say this, they played a better Franklin there too. Okay. No, they they did they did play because I I remember they had they had a drummer who was crazy. They had the two drum setups, but one, the one on the right was nuts. He would stand up during like his drum solos and drum parts and just like smash the back end of his cymbals and like scream at the crowd. Like he had a lot of energy and he loved playing the drums. That's and cool. I'm, I think I vividly remember him playing the, I wasn't even like, I wasn't drunk at all. I just don't really remember. I'm trying to older. find, I thought you texted me um, kind of a recap of the show, but I, I don't see anything. So um, I, maybe I took a note about it. I don't know. I don't want to like look it up right now, but it was a good, it was a good thing. I we had to leave early just cause it was far away and then, uh, Mia's phone died, and but they were so good, right? To get out of there. They were really good. They were really good, and it was um, I was kind of in like this back session where people were dancing like away from the bar, and it was just it kind of felt nice to be there, you know, just to be in a crowd, that music going on, and not really worrying about anything but listening to the Grateful Dead music, you know. That's the other cool thing is you can you can listen to or you can play and listen to Dead music, um, you know, in a in a Wrigley Field or uh or soldier field soldier stadium soldier field whatever uh or you know in in, in some bar mm-hmm. um with 50 people yeah. watching you know like it doesn't really matter it's just very uh transversal. it feels the same too it, you know it feels the same doesn't yeah. it like uh, it feels very unique and very friendly and very uh and you can tell who's not there for the music <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like i when we, everyone was showing up we showed up a little early um, or at least the band wasn't on yet when we showed up. It was packed just because it was a packed place, but there was, like, people with, like, you know, full suits on with their girlfriends, like, seeing all these beer-bellied, long-haired, bearded dudes walk in with, like, <laughs> tie-dye they probably had in 1984, and their stomachs were hanging out and stuff, you know? And they were just like, oh, my God, what is happening here? You know, like, the hippies are coming out. We got to get out of here. It was so – and, like, this group of, like, really – um really like dolled up girls came in they had like the 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 wired shoelace going like all the way up the legs and like the 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 going out dresses and stuff they looked great and i'm sure they were you know they wanted to have a good time and the the lighthouse cafes is where they go but they walked in saw what was happening and walked like right back out it was hilarious that's funny like it was just not it was not their it was not their area was it like a dive bar i mean no i mean it was like you know, it was in La La Land, so it was, and it was the part where, I think, I don't even know what part it is, but they they filmed it on the back, and so, it's small, 
not very divey, but not like super amped up. You know, I mean, they have a stage, a bar, and a few seats in there, and then it's, it's not. Um, I think it's right in the middle. You know, you didn't need a wall of sound or anything. You just no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And I'm super surprised I didn't get sick from it, to be honest, because it was close quarters, no masks, and I was under the impression that you're vaccinated, you're good, and um, it's not the case. Know, I just and it's not the case. And I, I got a cold and I don't know if you can tell cause I'm a little stuffy, but I've gotten two negative tests in like the last week. So I'm chill. Wow. I, you know, I, I, I had like the runny nose and the cough and like, Oh shit. Yeah. Am I sick? And then we're, but we're good. My girlfriend's, uh, in the same boat. She had an, well, her brother got it <clears throat> and then, uh, she thought she had it, but got some negative tests. So, you know, it's still lingering out there. You never really know. Um, even if it's no, it COVID is. or not, you can still get sick, obviously. But the vaccine, even if you do get COVID, the the benefit is it should be a much milder case. Um, you know, you're not gonna have to worry about yeah. being on a ventilator. And I've seen that. Yeah. And man, that's so worth it. You know, just it's everybody so be safe. Everybody get vaccinated. It's like the easiest it's so e- it's, ho- home run is. ever, and it's we're so just easy. struggling with it. Speaking of home runs, Joey Bats. <laughs> God damn, he's he's one home run away, or I think he's one game away from tying the Major League Baseball record for home runs in a row. He's got the Reds franchise record. Yep. God damn it, I love him so much. He's like he's 38 awesome. too, or 37. So 37. I I ordered his uh, his uh, jersey off of eBay. It was like 30 bucks. Cool. It's probably gonna be super shady where they're gonna steal my information, <laughs> but. I ordered it, and I don't even care. He's my band. You're gonna be like I love the f- one of five Reds fans in LA. I'm wearing the Votto jersey to the first night Wrigley. I don't give a shit. Oh, that'd be cool. Because he yammed on you guys. He yammed on the club. The, hey, the don't Cubs. say you guys. My, well, first of all, I went to a Cubs game. And they were playing the Phillies, and I was just there for the how, baseball. I wasn't rooting. I'm a how, Sox you fan. You didn't go. You, you didn't go to the Reds fan. Or you didn't go to the Reds when they were at the Wrigley. No, my roommate did though. He actually, when we went to the Cubs Phillies, he wore a Reds jersey, which was, you know, kind of obnoxious but also admirable. <laughs> um, but then he went to the Reds Cubs as well and got to see Joey, you know, nice. knock one out. So that's huge. Yeah, Reds first, Sox if anything. But I'm uh, I'm with you, man. It'll be fun to. You're the Reds. Oh, the, the White Sox. Yeah. Just cause, I feel like they're the, they're the more fun team in Chicago to to yeah, like. Yeah, I work kind of. I will actually pass the stadium every day, so I just feel a little bit more connected. And Cubs fans can be a little annoying. Um, oh yeah, so they're like Ohio sure. State fans to me a little bit. The yeah, I mean they have the stadium with the fucking ivy, and the, you know, I mean they think they're sexy because it's a sexy stadium. It is you know? it's so beautiful. It's so pretty. Great venue to see then company and i'm so excited we got to get on that yeah we will you got to get on your first night at least come to the 29th at least you gotta get to get tickets for the 29th and then we can figure out the 30th oh i will i'd like to go to all three it's just a matter of, of uh, price so stay tuned i know i would like to go to all three too but i think realistically i might just only be able to do two yeah that's well that's fine we don't need to go to the i mean they say never miss a sunday show but uh I know. You know, wait, that's know. the one to miss probably in this case. That's the one on Halloween. Um, and or how about this? Because, I mean, we can talk about this off pod, but I feel like it's a good time to talk about it. Yeah, bring it up. Uh, thirtieth, we'll do friends Halloween party, and then thirty first, we'll do dead show. Okay. Send you off. Like miss miss the Saturday show. Okay. Watch that! Watch that be the show where they play. He's gone, and then I'll fucking freak out. <laughs> They're gonna, yeah, watch we're gonna miss happen. something, so we just gotta live with it. But uh, that would be a good way to split it up and kind of have something to look forward to. 
I mean, if we find cheapos, I'd go to all three. But I know that people are going to be doing Halloween. And I, I, I have big plans for my Halloween costume. I think it'd be fun for you to do Halloween in L.A. I will. I'll be there. So, yeah, we'll do a look-sees after this. Um, anything to wrap up on, on Help Slip Frank? Yeah. Cause I, have a I couple... wanted to ca- – Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I asked, <laughs> I asked you if you have anything, and then I just started rambling. So <laughs> I have a couple of shows I just want to mention before we leave to, re- to, to get out there into the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but go ahead. Okay, I, I'm touching on covers. Um, I touched on the Dead & Company, Wrigley, 615-19. We were there. Just an out of sight slipknot. Out of sight. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Dead & Company, Gillette Stadium, 2019. Um, they were in, and how do you say, The Pocket? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, it, crazy. I mean, and um, I saw you watching that on your on one of your social medias, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Billy the Kids on the Dear Jerry album. Uh, it's very – I listened to it, like, the other day. And I don't know what year because I didn't really look it up. And it's it's old. The Dear Jerry album's old where a bunch of other artists play Grateful Dead songs in the days between. And, <clears throat> and it's so good. It's so good. It, it it's, it's so full. The help is so full. Like, the sound is so good. Um and Billy is, is just jamming. He, his Slipknot is is great. I think it's, I think it's I think it's worth a listen on on the on the Dear Jerry. Oh yeah, that's something that, I didn't even really mention. Is uh, yes, yeah, Slipknot is a really good one to to tune in on the drums. I think even Help on the Way is a really underrated drum song. Also, yeah, is. Phil is shines. So is Franklin's though, dude. Phil, yeah, I have some notes about Phil. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think Phil's kind of my favorite. Yeah. He's probably my fa- favorite uh, member overall because I'm just a bass guy. But let me, let me you go, you tell me, tell me your, um, tell me your dates that you were thinking. Oh, um, well, let me first mention the cover that I forgot. Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones. <laughs> Bella Fleck is a, a banjo player. He's like a prodigy. He's really good. This is the only song oh I've gosh. ever heard by him, but I did a little bit of looking into him and yeah, he's good. He's He's legit. But anyway, he does a really That's cool awesome. Help on the Way cover. It's actually a Help Slip, um, and and it's just super clean and banjo-esque. Oh, I could hear the banjo now. Yeah. I, I think I showed it knot. to you before, but he he and his band um, really give it an interesting take. So check that out if you get a chance. The other the other dates I wanted to mention, the one that pops up a lot, and I use Heady Version. I've said this before as a good resource for finding – um, the heady versions of songs, not not to, yeah, yeah. just so I'm not just hopping around aimlessly. It's my resource too, yeah. Even though I do like, I try to also exercise the random show and just kind of hop around on myself to see if, see if I can just find anything organically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a great resource. Eight thirteen seventy five is like the the one. It's actually from. Uh, it's funny I said that. The one from the vault is the album. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Um, Great American Music Hall in San Fran in uh, 75. So, yeah, a really just complete version. Overall great feel. The Franklin's is really good. Jerry's on it. The whole band's, you know, vibing. So that one, oh. that one, if I had to point to somebody, I'd be like, yeah, check this out. Because uh, it's also, you know, accessible because it's not like something you have to go to re-listen for. So I think that helps. Um, the other one real quick is, that's actually my favorite, is 522.77. So a week or two after... Cornell, um, the whole the whole suite, the mm-hmm. whole trio is is 
just sounds great. Like the audio is great. Jerry's tone is tuned perfectly. Um, the the playing is just is just really in sync together, and uh, and yeah, it's great. So check check that out. I think it's. I've I've heard good I've heard good words about that version. Five twenty two. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, they're probably riding the Cornell high. I wonder when they were playing that show if they were like that was good. Oh yeah, I wonder. I, I don't know. Well, did they know it was going to be released? I I don't fucking know. I'm sure there's somebody who knows a lot about the Cornell show. I think that would <laughs> out there. That would make me kind of nervous if I was a. If I was playing, and I, I knew it was like they're probably so worth it, though. I mean, they they let in tapers at every show. They knew every show was getting taped. But like as an official release for the band, it's like, well, we got to really bring it. Yeah, guys. but I'm True. sure they didn't care. I mean, they're professionals. I mean, like the Europe '72 tour, Bill was like, "No cocaine. I'm 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 gonna sound really good on this mm-hmm. album." <laughs> uh, we we can't not we can't end without talking about without a net. Uh, did you listen to that version? I did. Yeah, good. It's it's so good. I mean that, that that album is just so awesome, and uh, it's it hits every time. I mean, they have a stranger opener. We talked about how that's our. I don't know. I'm not speaking for you, but that's my favorite opener. Yep. Um, I mean they have a bird song and a cast. They have a Cassidy bird song, uh, both of which we've talked about already. Really good eyes. Uh, really good eyes. Uh, and then they end with a help slip, Frank. Well, they don't end, but it's. One more Saturday night in Dear Mr. Fantasy, but um, yeah, great version, great album. I think I think that's that that's like one of the few things I'll send someone who's trying to get into the dead um, was is without a net. Yeah, because that might that might uh, tickle their bone, you know, as far as like a little bit of a different sound than just sending them uh, Pacific Northwest or Europe seventy two, you know, or Cornell. Yeah, it's like oh, or even any of the Dicks picks do. It's kind of hard to it's hard to. Um, digest sometimes yeah. uh, like you know like i i found it very intimidating getting into the grateful dead seeing all all of the stuff that is out there mm-hmm. so i started with like things that looked like albums you know that had their posters that were soundboard recordings and stuff yeah i think we were both um, initially drawn to without a net for sure um mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah in dead set without a net and dead set were huge it's for my me. go-to for 89 for sure but yeah, we're mm-hmm. still parsing, you know. It's definitely cool because I can feel myself getting more familiar with with the uh, repertoire and um, the different resources as far as like the albums and you know versions. But we're still parsing, and it's great. I'm glad we're doing. I'm glad we're doing it together. And my hope for this podcast really is that we have a bunch of friends who maybe listen to it, maybe don't. Don't really care. It would be cool if they do, but I hope that they follow along and 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 they see our what the dead song of the week is and they look up some of the shows that we mention and and they give those a spin and and then maybe they'll get hooked maybe they'll buy a ticket for the bus you know exactly i'm excited to bring uh my girlfriend i'm gonna name drop her uh to her first dead show and i'm dude i'm so i love being there for their first show yeah i think we're i think we're pretty good people to hop on the bus with you know i think we Oh, we're great. We're great to we're a great time for for a show. Um, also, Shay, who I might may or may not listen, but she uh, she's going to be moving out to Denver, so we'll go to a show together. She's an avid listener of uh, the That's Grateful dope. Dead, and you know I think we've I don't know if we've gone to a show together before. I don't think we have, but it, it'll be good to hang out with her and um, and yeah, I'm just excited for the for this summer of great music and with good people. 
it's yeah, all, it's all you can ask for. Yeah, this is all you can ask for. It's good. This is why we work, folks. This is why we work. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> but also, true. we want to make a positive difference in the world and then do cool things. So, oh, I've you re- know what? I I don't know if I do. <laughs> I don't know if I. <laughs> I've been very altruistic lately, so we'll see. That might change, but uh, yeah, for the moment, I'm out. Uh, what I do is I want people to listen to me and pay me money to hear me. So that's what it is. Or read me, you know? I, I, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so insane that I think people want to read what I write. That's crazy. Are you kidding me? You have me? to be an egomaniac to be a writer. And of course I am. I have been for a while. Well, maybe some people deserve to be. <laughs> You're fucking looking at one right now. Uh, um, wait, last thing. Yeah. So uh, we actually also booked a trip. The uh, have you heard of this like getaway outpost thing? No, sounds cowboy though. It's like have you heard of glamping? Yes, I just learned about the most it. Most annoying form of camping that everybody wants to <laughs> well, do. Well, you're gonna love this. Uh, there's like this trailer cabin thing you can rent, and there's they're all throughout the the country. Um, and we rented one for November in Michigan. How much? Uh, it was like two hundred a night. Um. Per purse or everybody? Just for everybody, for two people. Well, that's not bad. And it's like, I got everything you need. It's got a hot shower, it's got a little kitchen, it's got an insane. Well, you're not camping then, you're airbnb in the woods. That's that's exactly right. And and it's. So let's call it that, okay? Let's call it that. I didn't call it camping, I called it glamping, which you, is what. Okay, you're right. You're right. So, you're so right. you know, I, I like roughing it just as much as anyone, trust me. But this is a whole new thing. This is luxurious camping, and it's going to be really good because you got a little fire pit out there. You know, you, you can. You can get some reading done, connect with nature. They got trails around. Sure. You know, they yeah. even have a lockbox where you can put your phone. So it's really to to deconnect and uh, and reconnect, you know, if you want. So um, To the Wi-Fi, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, with nature. So I'm looking forward yeah, yeah, to it. Yeah. But, uh, That's cool. Yeah, a lot of cool trips coming up. I mean, I, I can beat this to death. It's just, uh, you know, good things to look forward to. Yeah, me and a buddy, um, after we break from our work, uh, we're going to go to Yosemite, and we're going to hike Cloud Rest. Oh. Uh, it's kind of a peak-ish thing in, in Yosemite. It's, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to break me back into backpacking. I haven't done it in a long time, so I'm punishing myself with a with a high vertical climb. Yeah, right, from the, uh, right off the it, bat, huh? It's not too tough, but I mean, in the scheme in the scheme of not doing anything and eating fucking Ritz crackers every two minutes just because they're there, that's it's gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah it's gonna, it be, is tough. gonna be tough. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta whip you. Whip but that. I, I can't tell you how excited I am. Yosemite is my church. I've never felt more religious, honestly, while I'm there. Maybe Death Valley just because I was dehydrated <laughs> and dying, but it was awesome. You know, it's, you it's, never it's felt so closer beautiful. to death. True, and you know, and I guess if you really think about it, you're you've never not been closer to death than <laughs> where you are right now. So that's, wow. That's actually really true. Yeah. So that's a great place to end. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you all so much for listening. Episode nine, um, episode 10. I think we have something special planned. We have something a little different possibly. Um, and, uh, it'll be a great show and hopefully we'll, we might even have a guest. I don't know. We know uh, who knows. But come back next yeah, week. Yeah, and also we might try to start putting in uh, timestamps so you can avoid some of our rambling banter if if that's you know not quite your taste. Um, I'll I'll work on that and see if maybe we can um, give leave you some breadcrumbs for yourself. Yeah, ooh, that that's good. That's good. That's good. Good idea, Adam. But yeah, uh, lots to look forward to for next week. And thanks for tuning in again, guys. It's uh, it's a pleasure.
It is a pleasure, and as always, play us out, Steve-O. Steve-O! Yeah, the actor. We booked the actor, Steve-O. You guys probably didn't know he was an acclaimed uh, trumpeteer or whatever the instrument he's going to be playing. Um, (laughs) But, you know, feast your ears. (laughs) All right, bye. I don't even remember what it sounds like when they're with our outro.